Falling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Leslie, uh, this is Marsha Langman from the Society for Family Stability Foundation. Oh, hello. I love your talk. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I was just hoping you had a moment to discuss the events at the zoo yesterday. Well, I have nothing to do with this. Well, what can I do for you and those fine people at the SFSF? Well, uh, you could resign (laughs) if you're up for it. Oh, you're serious? When you performed a marriage for gay penguins, using taxpayer money on government property, you were symbolically taking a stand in favor of the gay marriage agenda. Oh, I'm sorry, but hold on a second there, Marcia. That was not my intention at all. Well, why else would you marry penguins? Because I firmly believed that it would be cute. And it was. Leslie, are you married? No, um, not yet, Marcia. Soon. Probably. I have a plan, but no, no, not now. Not dating anyone yet. Focusing on my career, but... I thought so. So you couldn't possibly understand. But when gays marry, it ruins marriage for the rest of us. So either you annul the wedding, uh, or I'll publicly ask for your resignation. You know what? I'm so terrible with directions. If I'm headed to the parking lot, do I make a left out of here, or do I go right? left, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And all the wedding. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. A very tiny little bit of that intro done. I got the music. It's uh, Art of War. James sent that over. And, That's uh, very cool. Yeah, I like that. I can't hear you in my headphones, so I'm going to turn this up. Right, that this that annoying hum is back again. Oh, no. There's I don't know why. worse than an annoying hummer. Oh, boy. Here we go already. So, I am so fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. Me too. So, um, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing. Up for two days. Straight? Um, oh my, I slept for, uh, let's see. I got up, what is today? Today's, what? (laughs) Today's Thursday, right? It's like you're drunk. I fucking feel it. Um, today's Thursday. Yeah. So, Tuesday night. Tuesday. I got up Tuesday morning, right? Okay, um, I was don't know. Up, was up until like 6.30 in the morning, and I slept for like an hour and a half. Why? Because I was editing stuff that had to be done. And no one else in that whole school has parents that can help you. No. That's terrible. I'm a control freak. I can't let anybody else touch it. Well, then you can't complain. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm merely <laughs> stating <laughs> Of course, like everything else, it's my own fucking fault. Yeah, well, yeah. So, 
But um, but this year's video is you know instead of the usual like forty five minutes that we do for each class the, for the fifth grade this year because it was like you know their graduation, mm-hmm. um, we did a two disc set that had. Oh, this there's got to be there's like over two hours of stuff. So whose idea was that? Um, mostly, mostly mine. Yeah. Once again, my own fucking thought. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did a tour of the school? So mm. for the last three months, I was at the school every day at eight o'clock and doing these little like, you know, man on the street segment kinds of things about you know where's the best water fountain and the best bathroom and. Um, and these kids put these segments together and they were, f- they're fucking funny. Like one kid comes like they're, they're like looking for the best bathroom and, um, there's a bathroom where like some of the tiles were a little broken up near one of the stalls. Okay. So, um, they had to drag him out. It's like, I tripped on the tile. I tripped on the tile. So then they drop him like face first, belly down. On, onto like the floor in the hallway And then he's just laying there And one of them goes I know CPR So he goes And he just starts like Pushing his back <laughs> And then and then it just fades away To um, them coming Like one of them uh, Two of them are standing outside Of a, another bathroom mm-hmm. And this kid You hear a toilet flush And this kid comes out He's just like That was Awesome. They're like, what was so great about it? He goes, well, it's just so roomy in there. And then there's another exit that goes right to the gym. I'm going again. And he just enthusiastically runs back in. And then one of the kids is just like, I think I'm going to go too. So the kid's just like, all right, well, I'm Colin. See you later. And then you hear, I'm Zach and I'm Alex from the bathroom. <laughs> They're funny. He's like fucked up weird stuff. Okay. All right. So, so that was like an hour. Like we did stuff yeah, like that. that, that for that's an why hour. Cameron shouldn't be allowed to edit his own shit. Who? You, James Cameron. Oh uh, yeah, because he throws too no, much but this stuff was in like, there. No, this was this was really good stuff. This <laughs> yeah, was, it was all no. It was I'd have to show it. To you. It's really no. Fun. It definitely. I know. I'm just, it was I'm a fun, lot of but. really really fun stuff about you know throughout the school and then right. there's like messages from the teachers because the kids are going up to the you know the middle school and mm-hmm. some of those are actually quite touching. So. Yeah, so, and then uh, what else do we do? You haven't done anything else. I have done nothing else. No, that's not true, actually, because I, I edited another kid's movie, and I edited, I, I put together two movies for my other two kids. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of video editing lately. Okay. I had a bunch of dummies outside shooting off fireworks an hour ago. Assholes. Is today some holiday or something? You know what? But you know what's really weird? We had like Olivia's little, you know, graduation ceremony <laughs> thing, whatever. Yeah. And so we're done with that. So, you know, we take her out and mm. we took the other kids out of school because tomorrow's the last day of school. Yeah. So, so you know, so it's only school. Why bother having them go? Exactly. Nobody's doing anything. So we. Um, I'd give a test. That you'd be universally hated. Doesn't matter. Oh, are you kidding me? Cole's teacher stopped never doing homework. Cole had two solid weeks of no homework. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Was, yeah. No, that, that's why we're 17th in the world. No, my boy's awesome. I'm not saying it's because it's Cole's no. fault. <laughs> um, but um, so we went to go. We were going to go to the new Olive Garden. Which okay. is probably the most suburban dad thing I've ever said. You know, no. Well, you, you well, yes. Unless you added, let's take the minivan 
Or, you know, but if I, if I had said, well, we're going to go to the Olive Garden, you know, but only if we have enough time. <laughs> Frank the Tank. So, um, but it was like so, it was like, like an hour wait for a table. It's fucking Thursday at like one o'clock. <laughs> and then we ended up going to um, Cheesecake Factory. And that was another 20 minute wait. Like, what the fuck? Everybody was getting out of school. Everybody decided to do what you did. Oh, my God. Ah, these fucking people out in the world. It's only going to get worse during the summer. Damn society. I don't know. But Olivia gave a speech. To who? her ceremony today. Oh, yeah? She, um, they had called, they, about two weeks ago, they said, oh, we're going to have some students speak, so submit a speech, and mm-hmm. we'll pick, and... um so she was nervous because then she had heard a you know a, a rumor that it was just going to be random like out of a hat thing and huh. she's a really good public speaker she okay. really is she's very comfortable and um, <coughs> so she wrote her speech yep. three pages long hmm. and she sounded great and she came up to me and she said Dad um, I just could you videotape me doing my speech hmm. and then put it on a DVD and I can give it to you know the principal and maybe that'll help her. Be convinced to let me do my do a speech. Nice, nice. I'm like, all right, cool. Should so, she get up in so the stands there and have people march in front of her when she did it, or is that later in life? <laughs> so yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> yeah, With the big banners. We're all in trouble. Yes, we are. But she um, was it in English at least. Most of it. Okay, good. So surprisingly, um, not anti-Semitic <laughs> yet. You don't want to play that card right away. No, no, no. So um. So she got to do that, and it was pretty cool because the of all the the video stuff we did, we did um, there's a there's a little segment like you know, five things that make the this class interesting, and this the class is very I mean they've got twelve sets of twins yeah in this class they've got it's a little Stepfordish if you ask well, me well it was and they're all like <laughs> and, and they're all like um I forget the word anyway um fraternal so they're, they're all no. Siamese? No, I don't know. Is that racist now to call them Siamese? Is it conjoined? I don't know. That just sounds gross. Sounds like something out of a Cronenberg movie. Conjoined will be fine until, you know, Conjoinia finally gets its independence. That is true. Wow, there is a bloody civil war going on there. So, um, we're in America. It's a fucking civil war, okay? (laughs) So... That's funny. The more you thought about that, huh? It's a little. It's, good. It's a little out there. That's yeah. good. I was gonna say esoteric, but See? I'm too tired to even know if that's right. See, I'm not that tired. So, um, <laughs> so we had this thing about, um, you know, all the different, you know, things that make them interesting. There's like so many more boys than girls. Mm. So we did this little thing where we had all the kids, like all of the whole fifth grade, all 154 of them. Lined up, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. Right. And we went through, and they each just said their name. And then along the bottom, I had, you know, just like a like a ticker tape. Right. That just went boy, girl, boy, girl, until you get to the end where it's just like boy, 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 uh. boy, boy, for a long time. Boy, boy, <laughs> boy, boy, boy. So um, it was also the first class that this principal had, like, the whole way through. Okay. She started when they came up to the school. Uh. So, um, and then they're the largest class that... That uh, um, our town's ever had huh. in the history of the. Well, town. yeah, you have so, twins. That'll happen. So for that, we did almost like a clown car thing. Oh yeah, you were so saying. I told you about the, that. The, yeah. the van. So I had it. Uh, I had this shot 
where they would just sort of go through like one end, like like one side of the minivan and just kind of come out the other. Right. So, but I had it such that you couldn't see them going in. And I had two girls standing there saying, oh, you know, we're the biggest class, whatever. When we go out in the van, it gets a little crowded. And uh, so I did it to that song, We Go Together from the End of Greece. Uh. And, uh, and I sped it up just a little, so they looked just a little bit uh, kind of clowny. It was wicked funny. Nice. It was really cute. So so Olivia gave her a little speech, and she got to introduce the uh, the video. Nice. Which is cool. Yeah. She did a really nice job. I was I was really, 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 uh, really pleased. Good. So it was a fun day. Fun nice. day. But I'm just exhausted. Yeah, because so. you worked after. Yes. And that place just drains the life right out of you if it's not busy enough. I got to tell you, at one point, I was so Any job will drain the life out of you if it's not busy enough. Well, you know what it was? It was like I was so out of it. I was looking on my phone, and I didn't even hear this dude come in. And and I was just like kind of looking at my phone, you know, playing Scrabble or, you know, just reading an article. And then I just casually go to put my phone down. I look up, and the dude's there. And I'm like, sorry, man. He goes, Nah, I knew you'd come back. <laughs> Thanks. So oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I was just kind of out of it. Oh. So. So um, what else is new? Have you seen any movies? What did I see? <sighs> Not so, really. Did I? You saw Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I thought we talked about that. Did we? We may have. Well, we did last week when you weren't here. Yeah. And X Men First Class talked about that. Was that, was, that was good. Yeah. Hey, you know what I saw? What? Super 8. Yeah? Yeah. Was it good? Mm. That's it. Mm. Oh, all right. It, he, does a, he does a very good job of getting that Spielberg feeling. Yeah. But I thought in the last quarter of the movie... The yeah, alien... Don't tell me too much because I'm dying to see it. All right. <laughs> all right. I am... Um... Excited to see Bad Teacher. Oh, uh, yeah. You like shit. Oh, fuck you. That looks Night and hilarious. Day. Night and Day was fun. Mm. That's all it was. It was fun. Uh, it was that, fun to watch. That's it. all right. It's still shit. That's, it's, there's no problem with that. It was fun. I have my copy of Sucker Punch on order. So all right, there so we there go. go. It, was, it was fun. <laughs> if you had said it to me, I would have said, well, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun little movie And I love Cameron Diaz Well once you see Super 8 we have to talk about it Okay Because Oh he definitely Somebody hit him upside the fucking head And said dude seriously You're allowed 15 lens flares Oh, God. And then he doubled that It was nothing like Star Trek Star Trek was I watched it recently over the fucking top I get it You have lights pointed at the camera Yeah that's bad directing. Cut it out. <laughs> but here it's effectively used to give you that 80s feel. Yeah. So 79, yeah, to be precise. Say that. Um, <laughs> you know what I rewatched? Because um, after I burned the DVD, I had to make 175. I had to burn four. 350 uh, DVDs. And that's just sitting there. So what did you watch while you were sitting, sitting there, there changing discs? I watched discs. Uh, Shoot 'em Up. Okay. Which is fucking fun. That one's fun, yeah. Um, I rewatched both seasons one and two of Archer. All right. All right. Which you have to watch. I I'm get, I'm getting through stuff. Oh god, it's so it's I got so I got all uh, I got all the game Game of Thrones or whatever it's called, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch ten I heard of those. That's pretty good. I've heard that's pretty good too. We'll see if I get um, in trouble for having them. So I watched um <laughs> I watched all of Archer. 
Yeah. And I watched... Um, you know what? I should check my phone. That'll that's, tell me what I've watched. That's so fucking funny. In Archer, there's this thing where they go to um, they go to Monte Carlo, and there's this like hotel desk guy whose name is Benoit. Uh, so every time the guy says his name, Archer's just like he just can't help himself. He's like you know balls. <laughs> terrible. Uh, and he, Ben winds up being like the bad guys. He's just like, "Where's Ben Watt, balls?" <laughs> just from off camera. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. yeah, whatever. You just hear Archer's voice. It's the show is so fucking funny. Yeah. I watched uh, Falling Skies, the premiere of that. Oh yeah. <coughs> um, having watched it one and a half times because I watched it to see if it was worth having my wife sit down and watch because I don't like wasting her time. Um, I thought, well, this is the show that V could have been. Yeah. So, so far it's all right. And they have a couple of mystery things set up that aren't, they don't seem forced. Yeah. Um, one of the things actually is kind of just brought to people's attention later on. I thought it was interesting. The aliens have six legs and, um, they kind of look like the Ackley from the arena and attack of the clones, uh, the okay. green thing. Yeah. Um, but smaller, um, Maybe like Rottweiler size. I think keeping one as a pet, but but no, but big like around. Yeah. Um, because they they have legs. They're lizardish and they have weaponry, but they have uh, mechs. They have robots that have two legs. And um, they were talking. One of the one of the guys was talking about a girl he was teaching um, in a class, and he said, uh, "I think that's what it was." And he said, "Um." You know, the, the difference between the skitters, because they skitter along the ground, yeah. and the mechs, you know, is, is the difference in legs. Most of the time, if you're going to make something, it's going to resemble the actual creature. Right. But this has, this looks nothing at all like the original creature. Kind of like, you know, the, the Nemoidians and the uh, battle droids. They just use them, yeah. but the Geonosians made them, and they kind of look like they're skeletons yeah. if they had skeletons, I guess, okay. uh, but the same head shape. So we'll see. There's a mystery set up there. They uh, capture children, and they attach this device to their back that can't be removed without killing them. So, of course, Noah Wiley's son is one of the ones of that, that has one. Um, it takes place in Boston. Oh, yeah? And Acton and Watertown and, and all those surrounding areas, supposedly. Yeah. Although the street Canada. signs looked a little yeah. Canadian, if you will. Well, speaking of uh, Boston, I also watched during my night of 400 <laughs> DVD burnings <laughs> was um, The Departed. Okay. Love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. It's such a good movie. Hmm. Uh, the countdown there with Keith Olbermann came back on Monday, oh, yeah. and it's on current TV. So you know how we talk about how in Canada things are just a little bit different. Yeah, this feels like a Canadian version really? of his show because it's the same show, but the just opening's a just little a little different. different. The set's a little bit different. I think he's gained a little bit of weight in between being off. Yeah, um, or the or the desk is lower. Something's just. Well, he's Canadian. He's got to be he's not f- right. <laughs> not a, no. He's technically uh, not he's Canadian. Not, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but it feels like it a feels Canadian like version Canadian. of his so show. So he makes him stockier and more outdoorsy. <laughs> exactly. And his suits are plaid instead of pinstripe. That's exactly it. Uh, but that's about it. I saw two towers. 
That one was actually easier to sit through, even though it was longer. Because oh, yeah, that's right. You saw that on the big screen. Huh? Yeah, it looks amazing. There were a couple shows. Two Towers, I feel, always has some of the, the worst CG in certain scenes. Well, because you got the walking trees. Well, no, those actually looked fine. There's a shot of Legolas that you know they shot in a different piece. the elf dude from Thank Pirates. You. I'm just helping you out. Um, he jumps off a rock and runs towards camera from the background, but the way he's lit, yeah, you can tell he's inserted in, yeah, and that always kind of, yeah. yeah. But you know what? He didn't change anything. I thought, okay, they got Martin Freeman. Maybe they'll change the scenes with Bilbo. Maybe they'll change it for the Blu-ray. Nope, it's still what's his face, Ian Holm. I think his name is. Yeah, it's still him. So, all right, but more happens in Two Towers, so yeah. it's it was it was easier to to sit through. <laughs> So that was all right. And next week is um, four hours of Return of the King. Oh, man. Fuck that. Hey, you know what? For feature movie price, for, for $13, oh that's that's like getting That's the one that two ended movies. like six times. Yeah. yeah. Well, there were a lot of different characters doing a lot of different things. Everything can't be wrapped up neat like Star Wars where they all come together at the end. That's true. There were, there were two different endings for uh, Empire. You had Vader's side there. And yeah. Han's side. <laughs> Whoops. Um, what else did I watch? I, I have no idea. Of... I've been watching. I've been rewatching Parks and Recreation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just incessantly, like if I need something on while I'm doing something, that's what I put on. The other day, I wanted to see the episode of Modern Family where Cameron is dressed as the clown. Fizbo. Yeah, I wanted to. See that episode so badly that yeah. I was like this close to signing up for Hulu Plus oh. just so I could go back and watch that episode. Should have just fired me an email. Yeah, or just gotten it myself yeah. by another means. Speaking of which, I got an email today and my Admiral Akbar sense went off. Because it's, I swear to God, it's, it's just yelled, it's a trap in my head. Um, it says here. Christopher, <laughs> completely over the top, even compared to everything else we're up against. Entertainment industry sources are leaking that they're that they've convinced internet service providers to start restricting people's web access. If you're accused of downloading or streaming three files, they'll consider messing with your internet connection and maybe even decide what sites you're allowed to visit. And then it's uh, post this on Facebook, post it to Twitter. Uh, can you help fight the proposal? Um, is this all about like net neutrality and stuff like that? Well, it, it, it's it's a, just it's piracy yeah. basically, uh, and it says the MPAA and RIAA have convinced companies like Comcast, AT and T, and others to voluntarily create a three strikes policy. Uh, that's what they're really calling it. CNET reports that your internet service provider will respond to online file sharing with censorship tools like throttling your internet bandwidth and speed, which Comcast already does. Uh, limiting your access to the web, which could be, they could limit it to the 200 most popular websites. I really hope porn is one of those. I'm going to say. Uh, controlling, I like some freaky shit. Yeah, and then controlling what websites you're allowed to visit and requiring you to attend pirate school to be educated on copyright law. Now, when I hear nice. pirate school, Arg. that is not what I am thinking I would go, of. like, dressed up. Oh, yeah, iPad, fucking parrot and I everything. totally. Yep, yep. Says, uh, click here to email AT and T and Comcast to urge them not to censor the internet. Basically, to me, that says 
Get your name added to a list. Yeah, exactly. Do you pirate stuff? Because this is the, we're trying to catch you. Yeah. But it is actually CNET reported on it, and it is actually something that um, that's kind of crazy. Because the admit, federal government I, you know, is working on touring stuff every day. I don't tour nearly as much as you do. As who? As you do. I don't. Um, Not at all. But um, <laughs> you make me sound like I'm some kind of demon. But I've never gotten anything like that. No, mostly it's stuff for outside the cinema, stuff that like uh, people don't hold copyrights to anymore or that you can't mm. get. If you can't get it, I don't see a problem with that. Like uh, Freddy's Nightmares, that old TV series. Uh, it's not out on anything. Max Headroom, I have, a, I have uh, the box set of Max Headroom sitting up there. Once that came out on DVD, I bought it. You know? I wouldn't torrent anything I'm not willing to buy or don't yeah. buy. I, I torrented um, some movie uh, that took place inside a computer with Jeff Bridges. And then I bought it. Just saying. Yeah. I'm just I'm just impatient. So, I mean, I, I knew somebody that used to give me um, screeners that he would copy, so technically bootlegs. Oh, yeah. But I would never take anything that I wasn't interested in that I, I, I didn't purchase right. anyway. Well, except one, I didn't buy Red Dragon. But I also didn't watch it, the screener. So I don't know. Whatever. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that email's a trap. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. But there's there's all kinds of um, programs you can use if you do torrent. Because after that, I started looking stuff up. I didn't know any of this beforehand. Um, you can block your IP address. You can change it to something else. Oh, yeah. So whatever. All you got to do really is figure out somebody else's key in the area for their wireless and download from there. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you could torrent shit at Starbucks. Probably. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. <coughs> I don't know. I was at um, Lily's dance recital the other day, and it was at a middle school, and I was able to get onto their Wi-Fi on my phone. Okay. Except when I went to go to Facebook. Ah. And Facebook wouldn't load. Huh. So... Then I went, I turned off the wire, you know, the Wi-Fi thing. Right. So I was just getting 3G, went back to open Facebook, opened up like that. Huh. So it was pretty interesting. They don't want the kids on Facebook while they're at school. No, that would be that would be terrible. Yeah. But who needs the Wi-Fi while they're in school? Exactly. I mean, really, no, in the school, who would need it? I don't know, kids with laptops. For what? Just doing research on the net for papers and stuff. So put it, put it in the library, right? Yeah, but you could still do Facebook in the library, if, you know. No, I mean, still protected, of course, but. So you're tired. Wicked, bad. But we got some stuff here. Oh, good. I got something stupid right off the bat. Want to hear this? Sure. All right. This is, um, this is just a girl with something stupid to say. What is it you think they should do? No, go ahead. You just had a great idea. Tell me. No, I did it. It's horrible. Tell the world. <laughs> they should invent air conditioning outside. Like have big air conditioners sitting on the highway and stuff. And just blow it on people. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Do you think I've thought about work? this before. I mean, not like humongous. Well, yeah, they have to be pretty big. But like just one sitting right here, you know? Like, if we had a lot of them, it would cool off the earth. A lot of air conditioners running to cool off the earth. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. And there is my argument for going to school year-round. So let's fight global warming by creating gigantic air conditioners. What are they going to run off of? Rainbows? We we could... No, I don't think in her situation, none of her ideas runs off of rainbows and puppy dog tails. <laughs> it's all, you know, warm Zima and gum. Uh, do they still make Zima? I don't know. All right. Want to do a break? Sure. All right, why don't we do that? This is off of that uh, Weird Al album that just came out. Sort of famous, a minor celebrity And so it only makes sense the world would be Obsessed with every single thing you do They're running round with their camcorders in the night They're lurking patiently and hoping that they just might See something real embarrassing you do The bad hair day and sweat-stained t-shirt That's the story that they're gonna feature With exclusive pics of your flabby behind You think you're all alone, but that's right When you'll find a bunch of paparazzi Popping out of nowhere Cameras in your face And then suddenly You're on TMZ this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits the right or the left that's the smell of failure failure smells like dove mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent kind of makes me think of candy canes your resentment is delicious visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the itunes store that's gleecast with a k part of the palaver.com family that's p-a-l-a-v-r.com boy the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards we're working on that Andy's grandma. We're here to record a new episode of Night of the Living podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He in the hole right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here too. Hey guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys, you ready to record? <laughs> If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living Podcast at NOTLP.com. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. 
A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours. The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Shave their head or ram their car into a tree. They're on TMZ. If they catch a peeing in the bushes later on that night, well, I guarantee you're on TMZ. Yeah, we are. So I got this video here. It's 14 minutes long. Oh, my God. What is it? The Miss USA pageant is coming up soon. Oh, so? They ask all 51 delegates, should evolution be taught in school? It's fascinating. Why? All right, let's watch a bit of it. I don't understand. Why would they ask a Miss America person that? I don't know. But let me skip ahead here a little bit because it's a, it's like an ad. It's sixty years old. Blah blah blah. Turn that down a little bit. Oh, go behind the scenes. Whatever we did, we saw Miss Congeniality. <coughs> now remember, this personal representative is Miss United States. I'll name off the state in the beginning. Should evolution be taught in schools is the question. No, I do not believe in evolution. I do not think it should Miss be Alabama. taught in schools. Of course. And I would not encourage it. I think it's necessary that evolution is taught in schools because it is part is of Alaska. our history and the belief system that the West has held for a long t- amount of time. However, personally, I don't believe in evolution. I believe that each one of us were created for a purpose by God. And that just gives my life so much more direction and meaning. Really? I think it's good to provide our students with Arizona. both sides of the story and let them choose for themselves. Um, I know that some people okay, obviously believe on. in I'm evolution. Gonna, some pause, believe uh, in creation. dumbass here for a second. Both sides of the story. Because there's only two sides. It's either evolution or creation, right? Yeah. You're going to hear a lot of uh, a lot of idiots calling it a belief. Yeah. So just just to put this out there right now, so I don't have to repeat it <laughs> 47 times, literally. Um, if you want to have a belief in gravity, 
Yeah, but there's physics. but there's a law to back that up. There's uh, a theory to back up evolution. It's a scientific theory. It's not. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying that so I don't have to. Yeah. I'll just I'll just say there it is. Every time. Get back to Arizona. You're going to be surprised with a couple of states, but a lot of them, not really. I think that teaching both of those and letting the students decide, um, whether it be on their faith or their personal beliefs, I think that's the See? best choice. There it is. I think evolution, personally, I never Arkansas. was taught mm-hmm. evolution in school. It was never a, a big focal point no in shit. our studies. But, you know, every school is different, and if that's something that they think that they need to teach their kids, children then that's you know to each his own and so i can't argue with that well i was taught evolution in my high school growing up California. and i do believe in it i mean i'm a huge science geek so i like to believe in like the big bang theory and you know the evolution of humans you know throughout you know time she almost had it i think that she had belief we in should definitely open up to colorado different ways to teach students about everything different thought processes different ideas because it's important to let students just decide their own there's no ideas decision and what they want to believe in so if it's something that they do teach i think they should teach evolution and just other concepts as well so that they can definitely decide what they believe in themselves i do think evolution should be taught in school connecticut I think evolution that was, should hold, be taught hold in on. schools, but that, in particular that was her high school. Only answer. <laughs> Connecticut, the elitist East Coast state, said, I do think it should be taught in schools. Just teach it. Fuck you guys for asking me that. <laughs> All right. And this is uh this is Delaware. I'm just gonna go back a tiny little bit on Delaware. I think evolution should be taught in schools, but in particular high school. It's a growing process, and I think everyone needs to, you know, learn these experiences on their own and not just based off of parents' beliefs. And if they can choose and opt to take it, then that should be an option. So I think that's definitely a great idea. She started off strong but failed in the end. Evolution should be taught in schools because um, I think it's important to see a, um, a difference in perspectives to actually be able to formulate your own opinion. Evolution should be taught in school. It's something that, you know, people do believe in. It is in existence. And we really don't know where the first level came, where the first person came from. I think that kids need to have a wide variety of things, not just be taught one or the other. I think evolution should be taught, but I also think that maybe the biblical stuff should be taught as well. You know, I think kids need to make their own decisions. We're smarter than ever these days. Kids are too dumb to make their own decisions. Why not teach everything and let people make their own decisions? I think evolution should be taught in schools. We have creationism and a lot of other ideas and opinions Hawaii. that are taught to the children. I love the fact that you got it wrong. I think everybody should be able to have their opinion taught. However, I think it's the parents and the family who should be able to be there for the children to guide them and what their beliefs are as a family it's and as individuals. Oh, there it is. I believe that evolution should be mentioned in school. The thing is, it's, it's all about what you believe in, and it shouldn't be pushed on you, but again, you should be knowledgeable about it, I guess. Just different options, because growing up in a you learn to live off of those values and morals, and if you don't have other options to believe in, that's what you're going to go by for the rest of your life. What? Uh, That's really interesting. I think evolution should be taught in schools because it is um, information that should be available to students. It is a theory that people should know about. Good. Where was she from? Illinois. I don't know. Oh. I think that's just. I think we should leave that up to the government. Indiana. Think, I'm not sure. I think a lot of people would have an issue if evolution was taught in school. I think we should just. Yeah, like 
18 other people so far. I took evolution in college, and I really enjoyed it because it helped me gain perspective. (laughs) And I just believe that everyone should have equal opportunity in education. So if it is available, it could be available as an elective, I think. I think evolution should be at least introduced or exposed to students. But I think it's up to the student to either take it in and decide if they want to apply it to their life or not. I honestly don't think you can ever have too much knowledge on any subject. That's my personal view. But I do feel that evolution shouldn't be taught in school just because there's so many different, different views on it. I would like to point out that Kentucky said no. Because there's too many different views on it. I just think it's it's great that she um, sort of comes off like, you know what? Let's just talk about this outside. <laughs> I, w- I have razors in my hair, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> so many different definitions. Like, how do you te- te- teach a child the true meaning of evolution when so many different cultures have their different beliefs and scientists have their different theories. It's just not a good subject that I feel everyone will agree on in classrooms when kids come from all different backgrounds, different cultures, different beliefs. So I just personally don't think it's a good topic for school subjects at all. Did did you get that? No, because she like went completely in the opposite direction by the time she was done. Seriously, I need to hear that again. I won't talk this time. Ready? Here we go with the dumb and dumbness. Subject. That's my personal view, but I do feel that evolution shouldn't be taught in school just because there's so many different different views on it. So many different definitions. Like, how do you te- te- teach a child? the true meaning of evolution when so many different cultures have their different beliefs and scientists have their different theories. It's just not a good subject that I feel everyone (laughs) will agree on in classrooms when kids come from all different backgrounds, different cultures, different beliefs. So I just personally don't think it's a good topic for school subjects at all. Dopes. So my question to you is, if... If that's not a good subject to teach because of everybody's different backgrounds and beliefs, what do you teach? Exactly. Creationism? Force the one belief on them? I don't know. That was Kentucky. By the way, right now, in my book, Connecticut's winning. Yeah. I think so. Um, you know, it's just... Louisiana. Oh, God. Starts off that's strong. Kind of a tough one. <sighs> yeah, I think so. That's a very difficult question. I Maine. feel that we should have evolution taught in schools as well as a belief in faith. I believe that people should be able to choose what they believe in, and that is something that I was taught in elementary school, and it hasn't hurt what I believe in and stand for today. I think that everything should be taught in school. I think the great thing America. about America is that we're open to freedom of choice, freedom of religion, and I think if you same. are going to teach one yeah. aspect of how you think the world has come to be, I think you should teach all aspects. So evolution is definitely one. You know, it's a great theory. It's something that um, has really helped us evolve as people, to use the word, <laughs> but I definitely think it should be. I do think evolution should be taught in schools. I was personally taught evolution growing up, even in a religious school. I think it's an important aspect, and I think it's good because it broadens your horizons. I think any learning possibility is good. And I think people should learn as much as possible about different aspects of different 
whether it's religion, whether it's whatever it is, I think the more learning you can get, the more educated you are, and the more more educated you you are, the better you come off. I do believe that evolution should be taught in schools. Michigan. I think it's silly to not know both sides, and um, it would be ignorant if it's not. So, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think it should be. I grew up Catholic, so that's a great question if evolution should be taught in schools. Minnesota. But I think it's important that you understand all perspectives before making up your own decision. And I did learn I from my priest growing up that evolution does not no go kidding. against the Catholic faith. That's and like Pope John Paul II think about, did um, accept the idea of evolution. Maybe bring back leaching. <gasps> Fuck you! That's, that's what I think. <laughs> evolution should be taught as what it is. It's a theory. Oh, so I don't think it should be all taught right. as fact. Could, but I do think Mississippi. Yeah. Theories Surprise! involved in different sciences. <laughs> that is such a tough one. Um, Missouri. I think that if it were to be taught in schools, that that would give kids a chance to decide what they want to believe for themselves. So that way, if they learned about all sorts of different ideas, then they would be able to form their own opinions afterwards. Um, I think that it should definitely be presented as an option. Montana. And I think that both sides should be presented and that the students should be able to make their own choices um, and come to their own decisions. I think that in public schools, you have to give all credited theories equal amount of time. So I think creation and evolution should both be able to be Nebraska. I think evolution definitely should be taught in schools. I think there's different ways to view evolution, um, but as everyone can probably uh, agree upon, everything evolves. We evolve um, as communities that build ourselves from scratch, and Nevada's a good example of that, um, that we've evolved from a very small community to something much, much bigger and much more successful. So I think evolution can be taught um, in in many different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to. Be about for um, uh, people and well, how yes. people oh, have well, evolved, yes, it should. but it can also Poorly be about spoken. communities as well. Thank you, Miss Connecticut. You no, know, I work in a hospital setting with children and families, and I am constantly trying to provide interactions and interventions as a child life specialist that is culturally respective and sensitive to all points of view. So I think that evolution is one of those things that needs to be incorporated, but it shouldn't be the only point of view taught. I think everything should be taught in schools, every single aspect of evolution, anything you can think of. I think they should have the option of learning what everything that there is to learn and then kind of choose what they like to believe. I think evolution should be taught in schools because evolution is based off of science, and I think science is a huge thing that we need to continue to enrich our schools with. I personally believe evolution should be taught in schools, and I believe that religion should be taught in schools. I think that everything should be taught in schools, and that knowledge is power, and it's good for um, all of our students to have a wider perspective of different beliefs and important things that a lot of people, you know, that's scientific and as well as um, what other cultures practice. I honestly I think it's thought she was going to gonna say the word scientific. I'm personally a Christian, so I believe the Bible's version, but this is you North can't Carolina. push opinions or beliefs on children, so they need to know every side that's out there. So, yes, I do believe that should be taught, but so should the other side of the story. You can't force your beliefs on children, so teach them creationism. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Pennsylvania disappointed me. Rhode Island was okay. 
and none of them show their tits. So, well, no, this is just a preliminary round. Hold on, I just want to do my favorite batshit crazy state. It's after Rhode Island here. How the world came to be. I think you know whether people believe in creation or evolution. Everyone needs to know how we were made, why we're here, and I think you know if the parents are fine with it, then that's okay. Thank you, South Carolina. Apparently, we know enough about why we're here that we can now teach it in school. Right. Awesome. Is this the crazy one? Oh, no, that was South Carolina. Oh, why does this chick look like a cocktail waitress? Well, it looks like she's wearing stuffed animals stapled to her yeah, dress. Evolution is part of basic science, and it should be taught. But I also don't think that teachers or anyone should step on the toes of biblical values either. I do think of evolution. Biblical values, like selling your children into slavery, killing disobedient children, and... Basically, you know, fucking 12-year-olds and then having to marry them. Good values. Yeah. Don't worship golden calves. All right. What else we got? Oh, my God. Um, Let's see. Uh, Herman Cain. Herman Cain, the token black man for the Republican oh, Party, now that Michael yeah. Steele's out, said that... Uh, he plays the race card on John Stewart. I have not listened to this audio, but let's take a listen here. See if it's actually worth if listening to. You elect me president. It seems like he's on the set of Boy Meets World. <laughs> My commitment to you is I will not just be the president of the Congress, the party. The what? I will be a president to paraphrase Abraham Lincoln. Of the people. That's that's their recording, not yeah. us. By the people and for the people. This is why you've heard me say that bills will be bills that you and I can understand. I said in one presentation about a month ago, no bill is going to be longer than three pages. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, dumbass. Some of these that. idiotic reporters thought I was serious. You said it. The joke's on them. The message was short bills. Three pages is short. I don't get it. What's he saying? No, it's not literally going to be three pages. The executive summary will be three pages. When does he play the race card? But they want to jump all over. Like I said, I haven't watched this one yet. On the way over here. True story. I imagine. On the way over here, I did a radio interview on Sean Hannity's show. Of course. Y'all get that here? John had the show. He pre-taped it, so I'm telling you. He pre-taped he it. He taped it before, before he got there. Back. Taped it before he recorded it. Awesome. Over here. I have been traveling the campaign so much, I did not hear what John Stewart said on uh, Chris Wallace's Sunday morning show last Sunday, where he was mocking my three-page bills. Did you see that show? Because you're an idiot. And then he mocked me. Because you're with, an idiot. Uh, an Amos and Andy type, you know, brogue. And Sean said, you didn't see that? I said, no, I didn't see it, John. I'm out. A brogue? And Amos and Andy, Amos and and Andy so are Irish? Clip. Excuse me. And I said, well, Sean, first of all, if he really thinks that I'm serious about a bill only being three pages, the joke's on him. And I said, secondly, as far as him mocking me, look, I've been called every name in the book because I'm a conservative and because I'm black. Sticks and stones may break my bones. Words are not going to hurt me. 
when I was on that radio show, because I happen to be an American black conservative, I label myself, I'm an American black conservative, an ABC. You should label yourself endangered. I there are not many of it. I will not do radio interviews where they have sticks and stones. <laughs> because as we have mentioned, they will break my bones. <laughs> names? Call me names. That's fine. So but please leave the sticks and stones in the trunks. Because here. I happen to be a black not conservative, <laughs> in the words of my grandfather, God, I, I does not care. Guy. <laughs> He's I not does not anyway. care. Who do you think? Who do you think is going to get the nomination? Because uh, they are not liking Romney at all. Uh, they can't sell Romney. No, nah, I, don't, I don't know. Think it's going to be Bachman? No, I hope not. All right, why don't we do a break here, and we'll come back with Governor Rick Perry's the response. How's that? That sounds awesome, huh? Mm. All right, we'll see. We'll be right back. never played to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Crom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen... That's what hell with you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.Pennycult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I'm just just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. 
family movie is tough. It seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night, a podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective and from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies, old childhood favorites, cult and foreign films, and Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Bye! That was uh, gangrene. I think that's what she said. Uh, I don't even know how that makes sense. Okay, so uh, Texas, right? Texas, loads of fun. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? So, uh, Governor Rick Perry's the response: solving America's problems with prayer. Economic recession, terrorism, unemployment, fighting parents. Is prayer the only response for America's problems? According to a video promoting a Christian prayer event organized by Texas governor. Didn't we have one of these before? Somebody a couple of years ago wanted like, oh, let's pray our way out of this. Yeah. Sarah Palin. Oh, it was the fucking oil. It was the oil spill, the BP oil spill. <laughs> Sarah Palin wanted to pray, pray on that. Yeah. Fucking... Uh, uh, Rick Perry. Uh, here, let's uh, let's let's check out the video. It's probably full of like lightning and scary images and shit. Please don't Economic be Economic collapse, Whoa. injustice, violence, perversion, division, abuse, natural oh, perversion and math, depression, addiction, fear. Why is this happening now? Why is this happening to us? To me. Because you live in Texas. To this nation. (laughs) Who is responsible? What can we do? I just want my children to be happy. Lens flare. But let them go outside and play. (laughs) To be able to pay my bills. For my daddy to love me. There's a crisis in America. And not just one. Take away the dream. Feels like America's knees are buckling. Maybe that's the point. We cannot keep going like this. Someone has to do something. There has to be a response. I know I have to respond. <laughs> we must make a response. Not so politicians hear us. Not so that others listen to us. We will lift up our cry to Jesus. 
our cry for justice, <laughs> for restoration, for forgiveness, mercy. This is our hope. This is our response. Our government leaders have called this nation, <laughs> this generation, us. To rise up and make a sound that will be heard in heaven. To make a response to America's crisis. We will respond with prayer and fasting. We will respond with humility and repentance. We will respond with worship and praise. On August 6th at Reliance Stadium We will gather. We will join a movement. Uh, we will make our response. I will make my response. I will make my response. This is happening. Where will you be? What will be your response? This is my response. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Um, okay. I will be at another stadium <laughs> on a on a Cub Scout outing. Okay, here's, here's the thing. Here's why I'm laughing so hard. Okay. We have to stand up. We have to do something. Let's pray. Yeah. That is literally the least we can do. Yeah. Fucking people. Oh my God. We have to things are terrible. America's on its knees. Let's uh let's everybody hope. <sighs> the response. The response to what? Was there a challenge issued? I don't know. I just would like to see, you know, like like the the extended clips of these. You know, you get the old guy standing underneath the bridge, oh, to pay my bills. Then he goes and buys, you know, like a little vial of crack and, <laughs> for my daddy to love me. Well, maybe, maybe, little girl, maybe you're just a bitch. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. You're maybe you ought to keep your bitch maybe, mouth shut. Exactly. <laughs> maybe you just need to, you know, back off. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're what his daughter. Why he is not going to love you okay. like that? <laughs> go clean your fucking room. Hey, did you hear about that book? Did we talk about that book? I don't know what book. The lullaby book, the the bedtime book, the bedtime story book. No, I don't think we did. At first, Have I was kind of. At first, I was kind of like, eh, that's it's funny, kind of. Eh, but having it read by Sam Jackson, it's awesome. Yeah. It was all right. No, I was going to use go I, the fuck to sleep. I was going to use the audio for it to end last week's show, but then it was everywhere. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck that. I'm not look like a fucking follower. <laughs> uh, so, um, I think that here's my favorite headline: Sarah Palin quits <laughs> after half her bus tour goes home to Alaska. Oh, that has to be an Onion article. Come on. No, it's not. She's done. Oh, Jesus. She's done. Sarah Palin, the infamous half-turn governor of Alaska. Why is she holding a ventriloquist dummy? I was going to say, why is that woman carrying her? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Why is that old woman invading? We can't make fun of her child. No, but I can make fun of her, right? Yeah. Um, Sarah Palin, the like, I can't believe I'm being seen with this kid. Forget him. <laughs> For me, yeah, not a does, good looking boy. She does look ashamed. Half term governor of Alaska and failed. I'm going to carry my daughter's <laughs> son around all the time. Vice presidential candidate. Pretend that he's mine. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Has quit halfway through her bus tour and taken her family back home to Alaska. I thought she bought a home in Arizona, and that's why it all of a sudden burst into flames. <laughs> Amid diminishing media interest, Sarah Palin has quit her high-profile bus tour halfway through and returned to Alaska with her family, according to Real Clear Politics. 
The move puts a damper on widespread speculation that Palin's One Nation bus tour, which launched on Memorial Day, was a precursor to a potential White House bid for 2012. Palin never made it to her scheduled stops in the key primary states of Iowa and New Hampshire. This was reported by many major news agencies, but Palin has issued a statement saying it is false via her Facebook page. Sigh. Reports of tour demise are greatly exaggerated by Sarah Palin. Imagine our surprise when reading media reports today that the One Nation tour has been canceled. Why didn't anyone tell me? Oh, wait, that's because it hasn't been canceled. Wink. Good old media. I added the wink. You never cease to amaze. As I said myself at the, uh, she has actually like three spaces in between her paragraphs. Is that how she used to pad her papers in college? Triple space, motherfucker. (laughs) Um, My paper's in 54 font. (laughs) It's one letter and every two pages. Bold italicized (laughs) underlined. As I said myself at the end of the East Coast leg of the tour, the summer is long and I'm looking forward to hitting the open road again. The coming weeks are tight because civic civic duty calls, like most everyone else... civic duty? She has no civic duty. She's a fucking clown. Like most everyone else, even former governors get called up for jury duty. And she can't write, running for president, fuck you. (sighs) And I look forward to doing my part just like every other Alaskan. So what, convict another meth head? Good job. I wouldn't think it to be such a slow news day that what with numerous wars and serious economic woes concerning Americans, a bus is driving news stories today. The next leg of the tour continues when the time comes. In the meantime, no one should jump to conclusions, certainly not the media with their long track record of getting things wrong or just making things up. Okay, this is also from the woman that said that she is simply on a family vacation. Right. In a bus. With the Constitution painted on the side. And her signature, bigger than a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiot. And in more Palin news, Bristol Palin is now claiming that Levi Johnston raped her. Without saying he raped her. Doesn't he look like Skeletor? That they... No, well... A healthy Skeletor. I'll give you that. Um, Healthator. Yeah. That that she got drunk on a couple of wine coolers, passed out, and he had sex with her. Well, so, you know, you're a woman this, in this, Alaska. It, That's, you know, it treads It treads a fine line here, but she did go back to him twice. I don't... She wanted more wine coolers. I don't know. I think you think she's trying Give to me more wine scrub coolers. her I reputation. Was awa- I was awake the last time you fucked me, and I don't want to. I don't want that. I don't want to be awake. The again. disappointment is so deep, and so it's so Hard unfulfilling for me to deal with. <laughs> do you do you think she's trying to clean up her image? Who knows? You know what though? She should just move forward and just like why bring that up? And she wrote a book. Well, she has a book with her name on it. What a bitch. Yeah. Oh, here's a fun one. I didn't bring up all the tabs, and I just looked how long the show is so far. <laughs> we got to keep going a little bit. Wimbledon executive grunting female players spoiling tennis. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it says there's a video here. They have that article every now and again. Yeah, tennis. let's listen to the video. Hello, audio. That's fun. 
set one. And she finally what is that? Is that, like the, is that the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs I guess bird? so. That is a little odd. Yeah. That's not grunting. No, but they're just kind of distracting. Into the net from Sharapova. What is that? I don't know. All right, I was I was all set to call this bullshit. Yeah, this is but that's weird. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's weird. Are they both doing it, or is one doing it? I think they're both doing it. I, you know what? Venus and Serena. Oh, wait, let's listen. Let's have a look, see if we can see. Just there, she stretched for it. Uh, she sprained her vocal cords. Well, the physio working on that right elbow. Hey, Miyagi fix. <laughs> back out. I don't, I don't understand the noise. Well, I'd be amazed if she can continue. Can only do more damage, you'd feel, in the long run. She's just paddling the ball back now. Yeah, she can't hit. Forehand particularly bad. I don't, I don't. She's being paddled back. Now I'm just watching tennis. (laughs) I mean, I understand to a certain point exhaling and making a noise when you're doing it. But it sounds like they're... But an extra, whoa, She's having an orgasm. That was that sounded fine. No, she can't. Surely she can't continue. Of course, the noise is now probably it just really hurts her to yeah. swing. She's frustrated. She's going to have to shake hands. I think she is going to shake. All right, whatever. Okay, so it says here that the millions in attendance at Wimbledon are apparently turned off by the loud grunting coming from the female tennis players, according to the head of Wimbledon. That, to me, is not loud grunting. That is a mating call. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they're calling for the male tennis players to come out. In an interview with the Daily Telegraph, Ian Ritchie said that fans are frustrated with the players who grunt too loudly. He also said that fans believe the loud grunting is spoiling the game. The players have an ability to complain about it, if one player is grunting too much and the other player doesn't like it and it's distracting, they can complain to the umpire, he said. We have discussed it with the tours, and we believe it is helpful to reduce the amount of grunting. But the last time I had watched tennis, which like wasn't that long, yeah. and it, but it was a long time ago, it was, huh, and that was it. Yeah. Not, yeah, that was creepy. That like, was like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Scaring Egon and Spang and uh, and Venkman away? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh my God, that is too much. Oh my God. All right, what? What? I got something else here. You'll love this. You will literally <laughs> love this one. Director John Lasseter uh, from Pixar's Cars 2 had an interview with uh, the Wall Street Journal, and he was talking about how his latest movie uh, makes big oil the bad guys, right? Makes sense. He says that he actually decided on this uh, storyline before the disaster that happened in the Gulf of Mexico. 
Well, they would have um, had to. It turns out that yeah. conservatives are not happy about it. Yeah, of course. Okay. They feel that this is Pixar's way of indoctrinating the youth. And, you know, liberals are getting their grimy little hands on the media, on entertainment, and finding ways to convince uh, the youth to basically hate big oil and big corporations. And Right. When the, of course, the young of this country should love big oil. They should grow up thinking, I can't wait to bathe in oil. ExxonMobil rocks. The way they pollute the environment is so great. I bet that works out really well for me and my family come, <laughs> come uh, the future. Right, and my kids and my grandkids. They're so stupid. I mean, they will go to any length to support corporations. Doesn't matter how wrong corporations are. I'll give you an example. So the Lonely Conservative blog wrote about this, and this is what they wrote. Uh, we conservatives and believers in free markets are accused of being paranoid when we say Hollywood industry is trying to indoctrinate our children with left-wing propaganda. But now movie directors and producers are coming out and admitting what they're doing. I'm just glad I found this out before I allowed my kids to persuade me to take them to see this movie Cars 2. Oh, thank God. Okay. You didn't hear me! But, but what? here's the thing, okay? Liberals <laughs> didn't make up the disaster that happened in the Gulf of Mexico. It's something that actually did happen. Oh, yeah, so, you want to indoctrinate kids with that kind of propaganda? No, no, the oil was imaginary, okay? <laughs> and it actually helped the fish swim faster, okay? <laughs> and let alone the fact that we're paying these huge uh, oil gas prices. Now, by the way, there's now a new investigation into oil companies perhaps slowing down refineries mm -hmm. so that you lower, lower the supply and higher and increase the the price. But oh, big oil always has our best interests in mind, right? Of course, because big oil is a charity, right? They're here to protect the American people. No, they're multinational corporations who will need to make as much money as possible. We get that. I'm not even blaming them. I'm just saying we should know that and we should figure it out and we should try to protect the citizens of America. But apparently that's unacceptable. But I want to <laughs> what I want to say about this story though mm -hmm. is that. I, I didn't notice the conservative blogs complaining about Passion of the Christ when that was trying to indoctrinate people. They seemed to love that. They were well, like, of course. yes, indoctrinate them to Jesus Christ and his suffering and his torture and his blood. <laughs> yeah. But now when, you know, the guy says, hey, you know what, maybe Big O is a little bit of a problem. They're like, how dare you try to influence our kids? How dare? No, that's not for us. Okay. That's not for you. We get to do that, not you. It's unsurprising. I mean, of course they're going to complain about it. But I'm glad that the director is, you know, still going to the media, still talking about what the purpose of his movie is, and he doesn't care. That's the way it should be. If Hollywood is liberal, then that's great. I'm in, I'm in favor of that. <laughs> okay, two more things about this. Uh, first of all, watch out, because somebody's going to get nervous, okay? And somebody's going to tell Lasseter, hey, let's be cool, da 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 let's do uh, neutrality. Well, they're going to... Because people, the corporate executives get nervous. He's at a corporation too, right? Right. So, okay. Uh, point number two is, look, values in Hollywood, in some ways, of course, I get that there's tremendous violence, et cetera, and that's a problem. They say there's tremendous sex and that's a problem. I don't see why that's a problem, okay? Mm -hmm. But, okay. Sex. <laughs> sex. That put me in trouble, right? Okay. So now, having said that, the rest of Hollywood values are actually awesome. I'm not talking about big oil, being pro, bad guys, whatever. I'm not talking about that. Talking about what happens in the movies. The good guys always win. All right. So you want to do another break and we'll uh, we'll do email. Let me just check this real quick just to make sure yeah, there wasn't yeah, something. Keith, let me see that list. Let me really? see those here. Awesome here. See that in the middle where it is uh, Where? Up. Uh, not in the Bible. Huh? Right oh, okay. I don't know if we ever covered this. I like these not in the Bible things. They're funny. 
Uh, oh, okay. Let's see. Um, NFL Mike, uh, legend Mike Dicka was giving a news conference one day after being fired as coach of the Chicago Bears when he decided to quote the Bible. Scripture tells you that all things shall pass, a choked-up Dicka said after leading his team to only five wins during the previous season. This too shall pass. Dicka fumbled his biblical citation, though. The phrase, this too shall pass, doesn't appear in the Bible. Dicka was quoting a phantom scripture that sounds like it belongs in the Bible, but took... But look closer, and it's not there. Dicka's biblical blunder, wow, they couldn't have made this any more difficult to read, Dicka biblical, yeah. is as common as preachers delivering long-winded public prayers. The Bible may be the most revered book in America, but it's also one of the most misquoted. Politicians, motivational speakers, coaches, all types of people quote passages that actually have no place in the Bible, religious scholars say. These phantom passages include, God helps those who help themselves, spare the rod, spoil the child, and there is this often cited paraphrase, Satan tempted Eve to eat the forbidden apple in the Garden of Eden. None of those passages appear in the Bible. And one is actually anti-biblical, scholars say. And uh, they don't say which one. I'm gonna, my guess is the spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, but, or it could be God helps those who help themselves. I could definitely see an argument for that. Yeah, but that sounds kind of like it conflicts the one of the amend, uh, not the amendments, the commandments. <laughs> yeah, maybe the, the Ten Commandments stand. need some amendments. Actually, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, none of the uh, but people rarely challenge them because biblical ignorance is so pervasive that it even reaches groups of people who should know better. Says, says Steve, Bor- bib- huh? It's called bibnerance. Bib Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, his name is Steve Borma Prediger, a religious professor at Hope College in Holland, Michigan. In my college religion class, I sometimes I'm quote... From Holland, isn't that weird? <laughs> I sometimes quote, two hesitations for three. There are no internal combustion engines in heaven. Borma Prediger says, I wait to see if anybody, anyone realizes that there's no such book in the Bible and therefore no such verse. Actually, how about the fact that Internal combustion engines weren't around then. That might, uh, says he says only a few catch on. Few catch on because they don't want to. People prefer knowing biblical passages that reinforce their pre existing beliefs, a Bible professor said. Most people who profess a deep love of the Bible have never actually read the book, said Rabbi Rami Shapiro, who once had to persuade a student in his Bible class at Middle Tennessee State University that saying, this dog won't hunt doesn't appear in the book of Proverbs. This <laughs> all just dumb. They have memorized parts of the text that they can string together to prove the biblical basis for whatever it is they believe in, he says. <laughs> but they ignore the vast majority of the text. And then it goes on. This is an actually a very long article. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And then there's a whole lot the underneath it. Section. Um but all this stuff, I've been I've been really trying to uh, be really good about linking stuff in um, in the show notes. So, um, you want to do the break? Yeah, that's probably best. Okay, before you fall asleep. Yeah. Okay. Again. <laughs> Nobody knows about that.
Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit ggtmc.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to the trash since 1977. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the girls on film radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Alright, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. Alright, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store.
Wait, so a couple things real quick. Um, so Will Smith is not going to be in Tarantino's next movie, Django Unchained. It's going to be Jamie Foxx as the main character. Uh, slave out of the Civil War. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know, because it's one of those things where, like, big name Tarantino movie... I mean, you had Brad Pitt in uh, Bastards. Yeah, but how and, much was he actually in yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, there was so much other stuff in the movie that didn't matter. Right, so I think, right. Uh, you know, if it's something like that, that's fine. Oh, I recently watched Django, the the original, and um, he's the main character. You can't really do a, a Bastards with it where you can skip all over the place. So he has to really carry it. I think Jamie Foxx is more capable of pulling the role off of buff than than Will yeah. Smith. But I don't know. I just keep thinking of having flashbacks to wasn't he in stealth? And SWAT. I whatever. I don't know. He was He wasn't SWAT. But then he was in Ray as well. So I don't know. And it says uh, I just, just read that um Ian McShane. Has been like cast him. as uh, the lead dwarf in the Snow White and the Huntsman movie. That's cool. That's weird. Yeah. That'll be fun. It could be. I don't know. There's just a lot of movie stuff going on that I just really don't give a shit about anymore. <laughs> <coughs> War Games is going to have a remake. <clears throat> I think that's pointless. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, it's a different climate now. Yeah. It's like, uh, hey, let's remake Footloose because... That'll fit nowadays. Well, Footloose, you know what? Actually, I think Footloose would work because you do have a lot of religious fundamentalism in this. Do you think they'll still go with that? Uh, You have to. That's I haven't seen the trailer. That's the story. I'll have to watch the trailer after we do the show. When was the last time you saw the movie? The original? Yeah. Oh, I remember the original. John Lithgow's a total religious dick. Yeah. Chris Penn doesn't die in the movie. True. Or does he? Does he die in every movie he's in? No. And then he was in real life, and he died there, too. He didn't die in Footloose. He got beat up. Yeah, he got into a fight or two. Well, in high school, that's just like dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, I'm gonna, what are we doing? Are we going to read All right, this? yeah, read. Uh, All right, this will keep me awake. Yeah. All right. All right. This you got you to read the, the subject line, too. It's called... Illegal immigration, misspelling intentional for bad apple pun that won't translate when read aloud anyway. Great. Hey, Unless Christian you read Frank. it as illegal yeah, immigration. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, here's another take on immigration uh, that I hope you'll appreciate. To answer Frank and the feedback, the feedback in episode 147 about why more Enforcement of legal immigration isn't being done. It is. Deportation has increased in the Obama administration with deportation deportation of criminals increasing by 70%. And there's a link. Okay. that I'll get all that in the show notes. Yeah. Ironically, the writer last week made a profound argument in favor of illegal immigration. If Mexico is such a dangerous war zone, the Mexican families fleeing drug violence are refugees. I'm going to vote. Goodwin's law here, Godwin's law here, but wasting our limited resources on rounding up, rounding them up would be no better than sending a boatload of illegal Jewish immigrants back to Nazi Germany. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's not the argument I was writing. Mine is okay. much simpler. 
Have you ever eaten a strawberry, broccoli, lettuce on your burger? How much did you pay for that? I'm guessing not much. These prices are kept low because of migrant workers, many of whom are forced to settle, gasp, even though it's against the law, (laughs) because the borders are so inflexible. It's easier to pack up and move than to get a permit to work for the season. A recent article on the pending E-Verify program, which would force employers to check immigration status of other workers, claims 80% of uh, farm workers in California are illegal immigrants. Then there's a link. How many percentage? Percentage. 80. Huh. Uh, I can't read this here. You just, you want to take this over? Yeah. Um, All right. Where I'm dying here. I'm wicked sorry, folks. Can you tilt the light for me a little bit? Um, where were you there? <laughs> Only if you squash a letter I. I might. Where, where, where was the last thing you read there? <laughs> what, doesn't? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't say where they got their number. So, so take it with a grain of salt. And again, this is intended for the show notes because of its length and lack of clips. So there's a there's a, a link there that we'll throw in. Um, if you are to support increased enforcement of immigration laws, then you must accept the consequences of all that cheap labor going away. That increased cost will always be passed back to the consumers, us. Uh, besides keeping money in our pocket, illegal immigrants do contribute to the American economy as well. As we're all aware, any worker, legal or not, who receives a paycheck has taxes withheld, including Social Security and Medicare benefits, and their immigration status would keep them that, that their immigration status would keep them from ever receiving. Even those paid under the table will eventually pay sales tax on the goods and services they consume every day. An Associated Press article from 2008, another link that we'll throw in there, he says, sorry, tried to find a more recent one, estimated that illegal immigrant tax pay, taxpayers contribute 428 billion dollars to the u.s gdp in 2006 i apologize again for not having newer numbers but i'm putting this together on a work break the 2008 is pretty close that's that's a totally acceptable i think finally i don't know if you guys have valarda i think is how you say it supermarkets in new england we don't yeah. uh, but mexican coke is fucking delicious they use real cane sugar uh, sorry to pull an ebb over here, but I feel like somebody's got to stick up for the illegals. That's in quotes, the illegals. Here in Southern California, illegal immigrants are just workers and families trying to get by like the rest of us. Um, and that's from Ed. Um, let's see, there's his phone number and his uh, his, his his Twitter is uh, Ed Yerky Robbins, one word. Um, now I'm going to plug the stuff he's got at the end here. Uh, check out all the amazing repertory theaters, festivals, and midnight movies in our fair, that our fair city has to offer. And my yeah. weekly film calendars every Wednesday and weekend movie guide every Friday at laist.com. Laist.com. And for the rest, you check out my archives, exclusive essays, and personal syndication. Ed Yerke Robbins, E-D-Y-E-R-K-E-R-O-B-I-N-S.com. So I think it's funny how um, in the forums... Um, we we talked about guns for a little bit around Gabby Giffords. Yeah. The thing is still going. People are still arguing back and forth. Yeah. Um, the illegal immigration thing, which was kind of sort of offhanded, is generating a lot of conversation, which is good. Um, I wanted to talk about Whitey Bulger a little bit, but you want to read that, and we'll get going before you pass out again. 
on us. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> you want to read that? And yeah. Well, you're gonna die on the way home. Uh, completely. This is from Reverend Scott. Hey guys, uh, howdy guys. It's Reverend Scott. Just wanted to say I finally listened to last week's show. Can't believe how evil deep voice guy tricked us. I thought I fired him. Anyway, the segment this week isn't terribly long. In fact, it's shorter than when uh, than I was hoping for. I think if my segment were longer, it would probably be easier to satisfy people, not satisfy the ladies, but men too, maybe even children, although I'm not sure that would be right considering the content of the show typically. Morally, it would be wrong. Morally, it would probably be wrong to involve children. I think a longer segment would be better for me going forward with all the men and all the men that like listening themselves as we touch on important issues while giving a great show to the masses penis peace and love reverend scott i just i know how much he appreciates you reading that all in the same tone so when he cuts it apart because you know he has phrases in there that he he wants it's going to be so easy to just pull it all together and make it into one thing all right i guess we'll do this and she's not into these robosexual things. <laughs> robosexual. Hey there, Chris and Frank. Hey. At least I think it's Frank. I guess it could be Ellen. Regardless, we'll talk about her later. Oh. Yeah. Uh oh, is right. <laughs> Anyways, it's Reverend Scott, or should I say, independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. And as much as I'd like to always be campaigning, last week I couldn't. I was pretty damn sick. Funny how I send you an email that said I couldn't send you a segment and magically Frank can't show up to record the show. Anyways, you maybe you are Reverend sure Scott. Maybe I am. Is going good, but I'd like to help you guys. I've never out seen us well. in the same place I've at the same time. I've done all the mudslinging negative campaign crew members, and now I want to give you guys a few pointers too. There's a few things from the last show I wanted to bring up. A few things that you may have been better off not sharing. First of all, Chris, you seem particularly partial to your own group and quote-unquote religion, and especially opinions on politics. Now I'm not saying you're a bigot. <laughs> That's because I don't have to. In my home state, I basically declared myself a bigot in writing publicly. What? Bad idea, Chris. What? Also, you may want to lay off the waffling, Chris. I mean, first you're married to a woman, then... Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna be gay today. Yeah, pick a side and stick with it. Um, I think maybe you should start listening to your wife's suggestions on how to improve the lives of the less fortunate, too. This is Let's one of find where all the poor people things. are and make sure they have food and shelter oh, and clothing. Them. Take care of that. Fuck them. Damn, that's cold. <laughs> Plus, if you're going to have your wife on the show, maybe stick to talking about movies, TV, religion, news, politics. Hearing her talk about personal experience with you in the bedroom really oh, doesn't no. your campaign. I really... Like seeing it big again big was nice because it kind of popped out. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Also, I wouldn't necessarily bring up that dildo story again, Chris. It was long. I started to feel it towards the end. Oh. I think it's fine if you want to tell people that you're an atheist and some other basic views you have, but certain things aren't going to win you any votes, Chris. Avoid promoting the following. White supremacy, white nationalism, <laughs> nativism, and Christian terrorism. Wait, Christian terrorism? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. 
So before I go, guys, let's sum this up. Stop doing the stuff you've been doing and start doing what I suggest. Even Ellen knows I'm right. And you, you've heard those shows, so you know what we were actually saying. Basically exactly what he put there. Oh, you're not helping. <laughs> oh, because you missed it last week, Frank. We'll be kind of like the guardian angels, but we don't like black people. <laughs> Have a magnificent cock. For Scott. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, peace and love, guys. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, just... <sighs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like the most the most innocent stuff. Uh, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my god, guys! I I have to apologize, everybody. I am just so damn tired. Are you Are you gonna be all right getting home? Seriously? Yeah, I'll be all right. Uh, well, okay, good, good. I have the windows open, and you should just walk home. Uh, so it's two zero six three three eight three zero nine four. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. I got a show coming up at the Midway Cafe, July thirtieth, mm, probably about five thirty. Uh, oh. Frank's got a bunch of shit going on, but he's going to take a nap now. And um, oh, That's it. pretty soon we should have an Android app and an iPhone app again. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Well, there was something else, but I don't fucking know. Oh, thank you, James, for the songs. Hopefully we'll have one of those for an ending next week. I just didn't have time. (laughs) All right. Bye. are pointing out what they see as flaws in the soon-to-be law. News reporter Nick Boer is live at Paramarquette Park. Nick, and one of the big objections centers on open-air festivals. That's right, Terry. Uh, one of the uh, big concerns is centered on festivals like uh, the River Rhythms here tonight at Pear Marquette Park or perhaps Jazz in the Park at Cathedral Square. The way the law is written, public and private buildings can be posted as prohibiting concealed weapons, but organizers of festivals like those here can't prohibit concealed weapons even if they want to. While the concealed carry can be banned in virtually any building, opponents say there are still some gray areas of concern. Milwaukee will be like the wild, wild west, and that's unfortunate. To think that you can take a gun into a park, a bar, a daycare center, the zoo is ridiculous. In fact, under the bill, the Milwaukee County Zoo cannot prohibit weapons on the grounds. Same goes for public parks. You can drink and be at a park with a concealed weapon. And how is that? How does that make people safe? You can go to the zoo now. You can go to Veterans Park. You can go to a multitude of county grounds. And we won't have the, the ability to, to keep concealed weapons out of those grounds. That extends to lakefront fireworks or virtually any outdoor community event on public land. One of the main issues I'm concerned about in Milwaukee is there's no exemption for, for instance, open-air festivals, which we're very big on in Milwaukee. 
That means any free outdoor festival without gates, say last weekend's Locust Street Festival, Bastille Days, or Sinicki's concern, South Shore Frolics, cannot prohibit concealed weapons. There are some exceptions, namely a paid admission event with gates that's shorter than three weeks. So State Fair or the festivals at the Summerfest grounds can continue to prohibit weapons. We made sure that this is responsible legislation. So not anybody can go out and just pick up a gun off the shelf and walk out with it. Supporters say because of the training and permit requirements to carry a concealed weapon, residents shouldn't find their presence at festivals or anywhere else troublesome. There's always a concern that, hey, there's somebody who's going to jump out and now that they have weapons, everybody's going to have them and they're going to pull them out and start shooting people. That's always a concern. Um, if you look at the other 48 states who have this in place, that is not the case at all. And church festivals would be able to prohibit concealed weapons because those festivals are held on private property. Same with, say, Miller Park or Lambeau Field. Live downtown at Paramarquette Park, Nick Ford, WISN 12 News. End of line.